Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we're just striving to put new music in front of you and encouraging you to interact with it and support it if you find it worth your time and effort and money. So even if we don't like something, buy a record, go see a band, buy a shirt, etc. Uh, we're not striving to be professional critics, make objective value judgments, or be tastemakers on this show. Just a couple of morons, uh, as are you. So let's uh, all act accordingly. Uh, we have 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener-submitted. We roll some dice, randomly select usually between five and seven bands per show to listen to, and that's all there is to it. If you want to send in music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to call in or leave a text message, it is 260-222-8341. If you want to subscribe to the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. We have a tape label associated with that, and the next release is at press, according to our buddy Adam, who we're doing a co-release with. We mentioned it about a month ago, but I figured I'd update everybody on that. Um, it is uh, at press, just waiting to hear back about it um i think we should according to their estimations have it sometime within the next couple weeks before the end of the year um and it is the aids release that our buddy jeff put out last year that is uh some of the better black metal of its type that i've heard in a long while aids is a really long running solo project by jeff that is well well worth your time and digging into um so if you subscribe at the ten dollar tier you get access to all of the releases that we do um sorry for my voice per usual if i do more than Couple, Sound pretty rough. If I do a couple, two, a couple, two, three shows in a row, my voice just goes out. I can still yell. I just mm-hmm. can't really talk. Yeah. And it's it's uh, it's the talk in between the 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 sets that really gets me. Like because everybody wants to talk to you at a show. If I could just go do the set and then let my voice rest, it would be fine. But I gotta do the set and then I gotta run merch and people want to talk to you and then I'm yelling over the house music and I'm fucked. No one ever wants to talk to me. It's perfect. Yeah, it's great. You're not. You're not. You're not very approachable. Uh, I guess I am. I yeah. guess I look like a friendly guy. Yeah. And I. I guess once people start talking to me, I don't do anything to deter them from talking to me. So they. Just I keep usually on just. Going. I'd usually just walk away. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So the shows were really good. I was out with my band Colossal Man. Uh, shout out to everybody in Bloomington, Cincinnati, and Lexington who made it happen. Everybody who came out and danced hard. All the bands we played with. Everything was good. Uh, as you can see, Nate, I'm wearing a conservative military image. I'm a full convert now. Yeah, they're um, good live, right? They're great live. Uh, like, really, really good live. Um, to the to the point where before I thought the record was just okay. I thought it was fine. And I thought maybe the music was also just fine. But live, because everybody's participating, et cetera, et cetera, it would still be a good time. But I'm actually now of the opinion that whoever recorded the record just did him a disservice. Because yeah. I think straight up the songs are just good live. The yeah. vocals sound a lot better live. I think they sound great live. I think they sound better in recording. Like, better live than they do in recording. Much, I agree. Much better live. Uh, really good energy. Uh, ton of fun. Kids were singing along. You know, there it has long been lamented the uh, the the increasing proliferation over the past 10 years of the horseshoe at shows where kids are not up front singing along and then people are dancing behind them, but everybody is just like moshing in front of the stage. So you have the horseshoe effect. Turns out all you got to do to prevent that from happening is write songs that people want to sing along to because there was not a horseshoe 
at uh, the CMI show, people were moshing. They were moshing behind the people that were singing along, but there were so many people that wanted to sing along that, like, there couldn't be a horseshoe pit there, right? right? So turns out you just got to write songs people want to sing along to, and then the problem is solved. Right. So maybe that's the issue. Maybe it's not the kids. Right. Maybe it's just the bands aren't right. writing anthemic enough songs, right? Right. Um, so all the shows were fucking sick. I won't bore you with the whole, you know, the state of hardcore. It's good. All the shows were good. Have not been playing shows with this band for even a year yet. Haven't played a bust of a show yet, which is crazy to think about. And came home with enough money in the bank from these three shows. We didn't have guarantees on them, obviously. Uh, we just got paid what we got paid, and we've got enough money to throw towards the next recording or the next run of shirts or whatever. So total resounding success. But more importantly, and I waited until the show started, I picked something up for you because it's show-related. Oh, you did. I know you're not a Christmas guy, so it's not a Christmas gift. It's, right. the Christmas is still a few weeks off. Yeah. But we'll just say it's a Christmas season gift. Okay. okay. And I think you're going to like it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yes! Look at this! Yes. Wow! It's a little Beauty and a the Beauty Beast. A Beauty and the Beast. Oh, dude, Catherine looks so fucked up. Yeah. Beast looks about as fucked up as you'd expect. <laughs> right. But whoever drew Catherine. I'll, well, tell, I'll tell you who drew Catherine. Look at the cover there. So written and illustrated. By Wendy Peeney. Who is of ElfQuest fame. Yes. 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 Of course. Now right. that I look at the art, yes. Especially the cover. Right. Exactly. So that is uh, that is the same woman who did ElfQuest. Um, somehow got roped into doing a Beauty and the Beast comic. Maybe she was just genuinely a fan. <laughs> this is fucking sick. It's fucking awesome. I, I found it in the most unlikely of places. Uh, was down in Lexington. We had like eight hours to kill because Cincinnati to Lexington is only like an hour and a half. Yeah. And we, got a, we got a hotel by the... Uh, by the airport, so we rode in early, got some got some breakfast, and just went to antique malls and fucking vintage stores and shit like that. Yeah. And this was, like, the very last booth that I went to in this, like, very unassuming antique mall in Lexington. And there was a bookshelf, and there were a couple trade paperbacks yeah. up there. And I was looking, and something brought me back to it, because I saw a couple things that I was marginally interested in and then i caught saw a couple skinnier volumes in there and i was like well maybe i missed something right and then sure enough i did because i didn't catch that until the second or third scan and i was like wait one fucking second because it was right next to some other bees right 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 so it easily could have just blended in with the rest and it's not big no it's not big it's really small the spine is really it was right next to a bunch of buffy the buffy the vampire slayer books yeah. which i didn't want sure so no i just see i just see the bees in there right and then i'm like wait that's not buffy the vampire slayer that's beauty and the fucking beast dude when i pulled it out there was literally there was a stranger like walking up next to me and i just turned around and went oh i must have looked like a psychopath because i was just gripping this beauty and the beast book and i like actually i i exclaimed out loud like oh i was so excited to find it oh this page has paracelsus and big john stud on it yeah yeah, yeah. and all their enemies i'll tell you what's not sick is season two of beauty and the beast yeah 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 that's what that's kind of what the consensus <laughs> like was. six I'm like six episodes in. Yeah. Uh, man. So far, body count, nothing. Yeah, that was the problem. See, that's why they course corrected I in mean, season three, apparently. By this time in season one, yeah, he's got 11 notches in his belt. For sure. Right? Yeah. And so far, nothing. Not yeah. one. Every, and every single episode, more or less, just is like really emphasizing the power of love and the importance of love, win or lose. Yeah. Uh, 
and the downtrodden. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's uh there's an episode with uh this kid who's a um piano prodigy. Okay. Prodigy. Classic setup. Yeah. He can he can hear a song once and he plays it. So he's playing all this fucking classical music. He can't read music, right? Sure. Anyway, he gets a music teacher. She's trying to teach. Of course, they bring him down to the fucking tunnels. Yeah. And of course, they got a fucking piano with a piano tuner right. on staff in the yeah. tunnels to keep that shit running. <laughs> of course. Right? Yeah. Kid's fucking playing. Okay. Right? Uh, piano teacher's trying to get him to teach. His brother's an asshole. Right. You know, he goes up to hang out with his older brother. Older brother ends up killing the fucking teacher. Mm. Kid feels bad, gets hooked on drugs, leaves the fucking scene. Okay. Right? The power of love can't bring him back. No. Right? Lame. Very lame. Lame. Yeah. Right? It's just, and there's one that's like a blatant ripoff of A Wonderful Life. Okay. Where Vincent's just lamenting, like, what if he'd never been born? Right, yeah. You know? And somehow he's the only glue that's holding the entire tunnel community together. Right, sure. Because without him, it's just fucking depravity. Seems like it always goes like that in those sorts of sets. Rats in holes, basically. Yeah, and it just doesn't feel, when when watching the show, show, it simply doesn't feel that way. No, I mean, I'm still going to power through it, but yeah. I'm like, do I want to watch Beauty and the Beast or arm wrestling right now? I think I'm going to watch arm wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've been going deep on arm wrestling. Yeah, I think, I, I, did I hear you consuming some arm wrestling news before yeah, we dude. started recording? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, Sick. I'm going in deep on arm wrestling. <laughs> okay, dude. all right, I'm into that. I, I've been asked, like, I've been asked with a worried tone, are you going to start arm wrestling? And I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, uh, it's just like I have been training some sure. some arm wrestling training techniques are pretty handy carryover and other things. Right, but uh, it's pretty fucking sick. So lately, it's been: Do I want to watch fucking Jerry Cataret versus Mo- Monster Todd Michael? Sure. Or do I fucking want to watch uh, Beauty and the Beast episode seven from season two? I think I'm going to go with Jerry Cataret. Yeah, sure. Epic. Fucking. One one of them, one bout was nine minutes long. That's crazy. I know they're like going at each other for nine fucking minutes. That's that's serious endurance. It is serious endurance. It's, there's way more to it than you think it is. I I don't doubt it, dude. It's fucking sick. Well, okay. And right. Another thing, it's sick. Yeah. Uh. Never mind. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> oh, never mind. Okay. Never mind. All right. You really got my hopes up no, there. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, arm wrestling sick. Okay. Beauty and the Beast season two not so sick. Yeah. Had a thought with Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. and TV in general. I wish that writing, uh, like script writing, yeah. incorporated like actuarial science into like the script, the scripting process. Okay, in, w- in what capacity? So, like, I've noticed, especially in season two, it's occurred to me quite a bit. Beast spends quite a time up on Catherine's balcony. Oh, very much so. Yeah, he does in season one too. Sure, but it shows him like actually climbing up there quite a bit. Okay, and I want to see him fall. Sure. Right, yeah. and I was thinking because he has to at least one of those <laughs> like times slip or something, yeah, you know. Sure, like I just wish that somehow there was a way that actuarial science could be incorporated into the writing of a script, so yeah. where they're like, okay, it's sort of a let's let's see what's the probability of this happening, right? Pull out the trusty D one hundred and roll it. I was gonna say it's very. This is very TTRPG <laughs> yeah, exactly. style. Pull out the trusty T. Like, right, yeah. Oh, fuck. It's like one of these times right. you're gonna fail. I think fucking George is going to get hit by a car while he's walking across the street here. <laughs> so you basically want something to randomize the script writing process to in- insert chance into the narratives that are being written. And it could be with consequence. Sure. Because all I could think was Beast, like, he's, like, sitting on the ledge of, of Catherine's fucking <clears throat> apartment, right? Her, yeah. her, her, her fucking 
high above Central Park, right? Right. And there he is, like Pence. He, he's like pondering, you know, Chaucer as he fucking looks out over Central Park, right? Sure. And like he just slips. Yeah. And to me, one of the funniest things in movies and in film is when a character falls from a height. And you could tell that it's just a fucking dummy falling. Yeah, it's a classic. Like, you don't yeah. see it in new movies, but in old yeah. movies when you could just tell that it's like a fucking dummy and the wind is kind of catching them and then they just do a voiceover of like a scream. Right, yeah. That's so fucking funny yeah, to me. Yeah, I love it. And it would be so fucking funny if like a major character of a TV show like Vincent in Beauty and the Beast sitting on the fucking balcony goes to get up, loses his purchase, and he's here like, <laughs> as he yells. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you see that dummy like airplane spinning down. <laughs> yeah, that would be really good, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay, something to think about. I just would like to see that in other, sh- you know, that 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 coming into other shows. Okay, just random. Maybe it's not consequential where they die. Yeah, you know, but like, well, fuck. Sure, we got to write. We got to write this into the it, script it, now. We it looks like. It looks like uh, at least um, as the cards would have it. You know, as the cards would have it, it looks like uh, in uh, the next Spider-Man, Tom Holland is going to be a paraplegic. <laughs> that's a pretty yeah. That's a pretty good idea. Okay, I'm I, I'm I'm riding with that for sure. Yeah. Um. So yo, so the Beauty and the Beast find was a bit of synchronicity. We had another bit of synchronicity before we even got to the first show. Um. That was very interesting. Uh, so I was in the car and I've been playing a bunch of RDR two and you and I have discussed this before and Josh and I talk all the time about how like if it were even 1960 because we talk all the time about how like being a criminal is stressful et cetera et cetera the 50s and 60s not nearly as much I bet you probably but in a very different way and I always talk about how like if it were 1950 1960. I'd be pulling scams, grifts, cracking safes. Before there was DNA evidence, before there was closed circuit cameras everywhere, when you could just move three hours away and be like, I'm Rick. And everyone's like, okay, Rick, you're the factory manager now. Come on in, you know? (laughs) Right, at different times. So I was kind of lamenting that, and I was talking about the Old West and how I would be an honorable villain. Um, And literally at that, like, we had been talking about this for 20, 30 minutes. We're going down 69 South, right, probably... 25, 30 minutes outside of Indianapolis. And James, who's driving, just goes, holy fuck, a cowboy. And we look to the side. And sure enough, we're in like a Silent Hill-esque fog at this moment. It's like it's nighttime now. It's like twilight, right? Silent Hill-esque fog. And we look over to the side of 69 and in a field, riding opposite us, just trotting along, is a guy in a full like Navajo-style poncho with a cowboy hat on a horse, on a brown horse, just trotting through a field. Yeah. Apropos of nothing. Riding his horse. I think that, yeah, but he was fully decked out in period-appropriate gear. Why wouldn't you if you're riding a horse? I mean, agreed, but we are convinced that maybe we saw a ghost. Okay. Maybe a spirit, because we, I mean, we summoned that. Right. Right, we had had just been talking about it. I've never in all my time driving up and down 69. Never seen anybody riding a horse. I've never seen anybody riding a horse, let alone in a poncho with a cowboy hat and fucking... Well, to, to, to be fair, yeah. we don't run in horse riding circles. Not exactly <laughs> horse people. We don't like to fuck them, and no. that's what horse people yeah. like to do. That's, that's exactly right. right? Yeah. I mean, sure. that's a given, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. You meet a horse, a horse person, they're, they're yes. fucking that horse. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, come that's on. That's a given. 
It's absolutely given. Yeah, we've talked about this many times right. before. I, I don't know if we've addressed it on this show before, right. but we've like, why else would you it. want a fucking animal with enormous genitals hanging around? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know they're fucking. Around. I, I think I think you said this many many years ago that at the very least they are horse curious. Oh, for sure. At the very least, for sure. Right, right so, for sure. Yeah. So we don't run in horse circles. We don't like to fuck them. Right, we, don't, yeah. we don't like country music. Don't like to be fucked by them. Don't like to be fucked by them. Yeah. I don't think anybody actually does. Kind of, they find out they don't actually like it. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's one of those things. You get a big idea. <laughs> yeah, you get a big idea. Yeah, like, then, uh, you know what? I bet you. No, I bet not. No, I bet not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so we don't we don't really run in horse circles. But yeah. I bet if you do run in horse circles, yeah, just like uh, you know, just like the fucking beanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like the fucking, uh, you know, the the studs mm-hmm. and the, the the spikes. Yeah, and the fucking, uh, you know, the logo shirt. Mm-hmm. Cowboy hats and ponchos are par for the course. That's probably true, right? I can hear that paper. Yeah, I know. So can I? <laughs> Get rid of it. Get uh, out of here. <laughs> so you know, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I think it was a spirit, perhaps. I hope so. I mean, one thing we do know. Yeah, he's fucking it. She's definitely fucking it. So one more thing before we jump into the queue. I also wanted to shout out uh, Street Power, who also played the CMI show. I got to say, live, I thought it was actually pretty damn good. It was really tight. Uh, Songs were short. Set was short. Music was markedly better than the music that we heard on the show. And Chris, the vocalist... Uh, had heard the show. I guess one of the he's friends with because he's from Boston. Uh, the rest of the CMI guys are from Chicago, uh, but he plays in CMI as well. He's from Boston. And I guess one of his buddies in Have Heart listens to the show and showed him this and was like, "Yo, don't get mad about this." He took it in very, very good, uh, very good humor. He said that he had written that song like literally two weeks after his friend had killed himself, <laughs> and I was like, oh, "I'm sorry about oh, that, sorry man." About that. I was like, "I'm sorry about that, dude." He was like, "No, nah, it was funny." He was like, "Furthermore." I also don't really like that style of music. Like the two guitarists that were writing the music for us at the time aren't in the band anymore. And like, I actually really like faster stuff and don't really like stuff that veers into beat down too much. But those guys were really in the shattered realm and shit. So that's what they were writing. And that was kind of reflected in the music that I saw him play. Like it was still fairly boilerplate, like crossover influenced terror variety, metallic hardcore, but it was done really well. The the songs were short. They ripped. Uh, They didn't stick around too long. Dude was super nice. I genuinely enjoyed watching the set. So hey, it's like we always say, you know, like so much of this stuff depends upon, you know, your exposure to the fucking band. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? For sure. And nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, if you know somebody, because most people aren't just straight up shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If for you sure. know somebody in the band and you get to meet somebody in a band or something like that and you hang or whatever, you see a band live. Yeah. You know, maybe not nine times out of ten, but you know, seventy five percent of the time you're you might you Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. You right, get, because you because, get where they're coming from right, a little bit more because it's 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 meant to be like a comprehensive experience. Yeah, exactly. Yes. In in isolation, just listening to this stuff, even the best versions of it, you're only getting one piece of it. Right. Right. So, um, all right. Let's uh, let's jump into the queue. I think we got uh, we got a, a, a pretty varied one tonight. So first up, we got Yield to None, which was sent in by Yosef. Um, this is a release out on Designated Mosher's Unit, who just dropped three releases today, all of which fucking rip and are different from one another. I really like this label. Uh, they haven't been around that long. They may have just gotten started, like, 
this year or maybe the end of last year. Um, I think maybe beginning of this year, like the first, I think maybe their first release is that uh, Ballistic Axe tape, which is fucking awesome. Everything they've put out is good. This is also good. I listened to this. This band actually hit me up to try to book a show here. It ended up not working out, and they played somewhere up in Michigan, but I really want to get them back here. Um, then we have got Cross with No Beginning, No End. This is out on Roachleg Records. It was sent in by Zach. This was posted by two separate people in the Demolition group, and I've seen people big up in it. Um, it looks uh, looks really cool. Uh, then we have got All You Need Is Kill with their self-titled EP. So <clears throat> this was sent in by Randy from MS Paint. Uh, his assessment of it in the email was he's he mentioned that you know i i talk to randy about music fairly frequently and he's made it known to me before he really enjoys like us music that makes him feel genuinely uncomfortable especially if it is in such a way that he feels like the people who made the record shouldn't even have access to recording technology okay and he said in what and however many different varied ways this achieved that, and if we listen to it, we'll understand what he means. Okay. So he was pretty cagey about whether or not it's good or bad. I just saw this band on a flyer, uh, and I think JS from Indie like recorded a set of theirs recently, and I saw the name and was like, oh, that's a really fucking bad band name. Now I see they're from Mexico, so it's probably a translation issue. So, <laughs> I mean, it's in English. It is, yes, but I'm saying like it probably is like maybe they maybe this is a phrase that in Spanish sounds one way and then when you translate it directly to english it's like oh, i think no, it's just a no shitty good. take on a beatles all you need is love yeah yeah probably it's a shit ass fucking name either way but i'm just saying if english isn't their first language i'll cut them a little slack right. uh, they might not know how dumb that fucking sounds uh so then we have got new world man with the beast is back this was sent in by our buddy john um this is out on streets of hate out in new york i've seen a bunch of people big up in this i think this is more like crossover hardcore stuff. Sure looks like it. Definitely looks like it. I've seen a bunch of pick, people big up in this. I think this is a favorite release of a lot of people this year, but I just haven't gotten around to hearing it yet. Um, then we have got Pestis with their demo 2023. This was in the queue previously, but we just didn't get around to it. it was sent in by Maxwell, who uh, said that it is uh, his buddies, uh, his best his best buds band. And then we have got Pyrrhic, who was also in the queue. This is the mm -hmm. release at what cost. Also didn't get around to this one. It was sent in by Franklin. Then we have got Kissing Party with Graceless. This was sent in by uh, by Amos. Um, and uh, Amos says this is like a long-standing Denver indie pop band and uh, that this new release is really good. Then we have got Gaijin with Third Impact. Um, this was sent in by Brett. He said he recently saw him down in Florida. And it's not stuff that Third he would... Third Impact by Gaijin. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said. I thought you said Gaijin by third. It's impact. Gaijin with a release third impact. Um, so he said he normally would not like this kind of stuff. It's kind of slammy, kind of beat downy with some jump the fuck up stuff in there. But that live, it really, really won him over. We probably wouldn't like this. I noticed right away when I opened this that this is uh, this is Meat Dog artwork. The fucking release, the album art is fucking awesome. <laughs> it rocks. There's like a fucking like a uh, skinhead roundhouse kicking a fucking truck and and dragons and gators this yeah. is like quintessential meat dog artwork uh meat dog is uh i've mentioned him on the show before he used to sing for reckless aggression he did the colossal man uh t-shirt design that we just printed up recently i fucking love his stuff it's sick art we'll see if the music is any good then we have got uh, Et Dodin's Maskinari with uh Kulter Kriget. Uh, i believe i can't remember what the fuck uh, matthias Culture. Yes, yeah, yeah, but Matthias said what the name of the band means, um, 
but uh, I, can't, I can't remember now. Uh, so, <laughs> and I don't have the email open. So, yeah. um, but he said this is good. Like this is the I raised an eyebrow at the description because he said it's definitely grounded in Scandi DB kind of stuff with melodic guitars, but the melodic guitars maybe push into like indie alt rock territory, mm. and everything is very culture war. Everything is very pro. What? The culture war. Culture, and then I was like, I'm pretty sure Krieg means e, war. Yes, but the name of the band, he told me what the translation oh, of that was yeah. at Dodin's Maskinary. It's something something machinery. I mm. can't remember what he said. <clears throat> and then last up, there is Amusement with Dead on the Inside. It's a band out of Portland, Oregon. Uh, it was sent in by Pete, who said that this falls into kind of an archaic brand of melodic hardcore like Husker Du or like any number of uh, Vic Bondi projects. And uh, it's kind of hard to place, but, like, really scratches all of the itches of kind of classic 80s proto-melodic hardcore that he loves. So let's roll the dice and see what's up first. All right. Three. Okay, three is All You Need Is Kill with their self-titled EP. So Randy suggested that we listen to the whole thing and mm. then just stop if we need to because the last track is, like, the whole record altogether but starting off the show with seven minutes long yeah uh, seven minute plus long track also of man like, like playing the whole goddamn thing that's just giving a lot of airtime to one thing and yes. we got a lot to get through yes. but randy said that if we do listen to it we should at least listen to the first three songs into one another i think that's reasonable it's 54 seconds 45 seconds 56 seconds it seems like randy thinks we need a chunk of this to get it that's like not even three minutes of music. I think that's totally reasonable. So let's listen to Ashes, Daydreams, and Nightmares, and Forget Life by All You Need Is Kill off of their self-titled EP. All you need is kill.
right, so we just listened to the first three songs off the self-titled EP by All You Need Is Kill. Randy said that he came across this after listening to the Warfuck material that was on the last episode, mm-hmm. and that he really liked it, and ended up not finding anything that scratched the same itch, like contemporary bands that scratched the same itch, but that he landed on this and kind of dove into it. I actually thought this was pretty cool. I thought this was fucking sick. Um, all the, the kind of industrial yeah, touches like that in lot. that were, were really nice. It, it's, it's the, you know... This brought to mind um, a specific album, because I don't necessarily like the second album, but there's an Australian band from the late 90s called Damaged, okay. and they have a record called Token Remedies Research. That might scratch your itch, Randy. Okay. It's, they're longer songs. They're more, I guess, uh, you know, like more complete complete compositions each song is. Yeah. But as far as like the, the melding of like the industrial and just sort of like the chaotic, almost mechanical sort of grind. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it reminded me of that. I thought this was pretty fucking sick because it's sort of something that I haven't heard in a minute. For sure, yeah. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah and it, the, the, wall of, the wall of sound quality of this was really, really excellently mm-hmm. done. Um, this is an uncomfortable listen in exactly the way that I like this kind of stuff to be. It repels basically anybody that you could play this for you got to be of a very specific disposition not even taste i won't even say a specific taste you have to be of a, a specific disposition to even give this the time of day yeah it's pretty nihilistic and and, and even like as far as grind goes you know like depend i'm going to tell you this entirely like, like it's straight up depending upon how the people in this band sort of present themselves yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like if they're leaning more towards like the like an industrial sort of bend yeah. in their in their personal aesthetic sure that might turn some some grind folks off absolutely, you know what i mean yeah. like uh yeah i thought this was fucking sick man i want to i want to hear the rest of this yeah absolutely i will definitely sit down and listen to all seven minutes of this when i have the time to do so um forgiven for the for the pretty shitty name i don't really like the artwork either i think on its face this presents as something that i would immediately write off uh and then as soon as i heard it i was like oh wait no this fucking rips actually and js like i said just recorded their live set uh, they played in Indy. They played in Chicago or Indy. Mm. Yeah, I think I think in Indy. I wish I would have known that. That would have been sick. I think they played like uh, this speed trials thing, but it was like the same day as another show. Maybe maybe one you and I were. I don't know. There was something else going on that day that we couldn't. I, I don't think either of us would have been able to attend. Um, maybe I had a show that day. I don't know. Something was going on, but. Um, yeah, I think this was one of the many sets he captured. There was like a bunch of bands that came through and they were all crying, power, violence, noise, that kind of stuff. I also thought the noise aspect was incorporated very tastefully here because I think we've talked about it on the show before. There is this tendency with grind bands who are who maybe have a vocalist or a member who is interested in sort of shoehorning their noise project into the overall grind band. Yeah. And it's just used as sort of like buffers or interludes right. or tacked but on the end of this, a song. This was like just as much a part of the song as was the blast. Absolutely. Yes. Which I thought worked perfectly in this application. Yeah. Like when you have just that insane fucking hyper blasting with a wall of industrial noise behind it that works fucking great yeah so uh, everything about this other than the name and presentation i thought was fucking awesome and i'm definitely going to dig into this it appears that this is also their debut this is the only thing they have is this seven minutes of music yeah you know and it's funny because 
I haven't heard something like this in a while. You know, a couple of years ago we had that dome runner on, and, yeah. and I was like, man, I haven't heard anything like good like this in a while either. Yes. This kind of struck me the same way. For sure, it's it, it is a different sound, but I think spiritually it's very similar. Yeah, yeah. No, this was actually quite good, man. Uh, Someone with a number I don't recognize just texted me apologizing and asking what the name of the fucking concrete wind song with the four on the floor beat is. <laughs> and I was like, I think it's Tyrant Pulse. I don't know. I, I wonder who that is. What's the area code? Three six zero. What's a three six zero area code? I don't know. Huh? Let's let's, prob- let's, let's see what a three six three six zero area code is. Um, that is the northwest. Tacoma, Washington. Yeah, Vancouver, Bellingham, or Olympia. Yeah, man, we know plenty of people up there. Yeah, I wonder who that is. That they didn't come. I don't know who, who the fuck knows. Who cares? Okay. Go to hell. Well, if you're listening to this, leave me alone. I'm recording. I did, if you're listening to this, identify yourself. Yeah, that was real good. Thank you so for sending that. The in. artwork on this. Yeah. Last night. You know, I've been, I've been going back and dipping into, like, old horror movies. Yeah. And I watched a movie that I remember seeing bits and pieces of when I was a kid. I remember seeing the the VHS, like, on the fucking wall at, like, the corner store to rent. Yeah. You ever seen a movie called In the Company of Wolves? I have not, no. It is the, it is the fucking, like, at once it has some of the most awesome fucking body horror I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. And at other times it is the dumbest fucking, like attempt to tell a story I've ever seen. I mean, those things often coincide. So here's the fucking cover art for The Company of Wolves. Okay. What year? What year is this from? Like eighty four. So like, hey, heyday of of slasher and yeah, but it's not like it's not like slasher. Okay. Um, it's it's like a retelling. It's sort of a storybook fairy tale, and it's a horror retelling essentially of Little Red Riding Hood. Okay. But the press premise for the movie is fucking stupid and really hard to follow because it opens in modern era in 1984 with some parents getting home and getting an older sister to run upstairs and get their younger sister who's hiding in bed. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the movie, because she can't wake her sister up, is her sister dreaming about her granny telling her a story that takes place in some fairy tale landscape like okay. i don't really understand why this the setup at the beginning is necessary like, yeah 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 exactly but check out the fucking it the movie itself isn't necessarily good sure but check out the fucking uh uh cover for it oh man the cover looks fucking dude isn't awesome. it sick yeah and yeah. that happens in the fucking sick so was it, is this on tubi uh one of them i can't okay remember. i'll check it out oh it's a can it's a canon Cannon joint too. Okay, so I want to. I, w- I just want to show you this. We, you know, we don't have to sit here and, and live comment, but I, you got to watch this. Okay, it, it has the most insane fucking body transformation footage, like par, it, par excellence. Okay, yeah, damn, that's right. Nineteen eighty four, right? Yeah, that's really. When was the last time you saw something like that rivals the fucking thing? Yeah, absolutely. That's fucking great. Right. Uh, anyway, so check it out. Check out. Uh, check out. Uh, all you need is ki- is kill. Yeah. And uh, and then check out the just, company of wolves. Just watch the transformation scenes in the company of wolves. Don't fucking fuck with the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's fucking sick. Um, that is one of the first wolf tran- like werewolf transformation scenes I've I've watched that makes it look convincingly horrific. You yeah. Know, where it's like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, usually you see w- yeah. werewolf transformations and you're like, yeah. I, I, could, I could do that. They just get a little hairy. Yeah, no big deal. No big I could deal. do that. It looks like they're in pain for a few seconds. Yeah, but this no big guy deal. completely rips his skin off. Yeah. His fucking everything melts off him. His muscles are exposed and then his bones start to break and contort. That That's the first one where I felt like 
Damn, I would be trying really hard to break this curse. I would not want to be a werewolf. I would not want no, to be a werewolf. No, 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 no. If I got to rip my face Dude, I got to do this every 28 days. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, no way, man. No I'd be, way. I'd, I'd be seeking every soothsayer I could to yeah. try and figure out what the fuck is going on <laughs> Christ with me. almighty, I just got done being sore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just healed up. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, what's, uh, what's next? All right. <clears throat> Two. Okay, two is Cross with no beginning, no end. This is the release that is out on Roach Leg. Pretty reliable source of shit that is fucking good. Um, there is no particular song uh, recommended to us on this one, and the first song's queued up to play. So we're going to listen to Toxic Red by Cross off of No Beginning, No End. Toxic Red by Cross off of No Beginning, No End. So one thing that I really, really like that I think is kind of a lost art is the type of hardcore that goes so fast that it's right before it becomes a blast beat, but it's not blasting. Yeah. Right? So like that's... Yambag does that. Yambag's super fast yes. without blasting. And that, I love that about Yambag. <clears throat> I love that about Siege. I love that about Deep Wound. I love that about Negative Effects. Mm -hmm. 
And there are not a lot of contemporary hardcore bands that push it right up to the limit. You know, this this doesn't feel like it's pushing into, like, grind territory in, to, in terms of its presentation, like, its overall, like, its presentation, its composition, anything like that. It very much feels like it's pulling from a lot of that, like, hyper-fast first wave hardcore updating a little bit it's tighter than a lot of that stuff maybe more intentional than a lot of that stuff was there's, there's a bit of a as as i guess uh i i sort of expect when i think about roach leg yeah there's a bit of fucking amoebics in there yeah right exactly. it's like yeah. hyper fast first wave hardcore uh with a lot of fucking spikes and leather yeah, and amoebics in for it. sure i mean if it, it ripped it really ripped if you like fast hardcore punk I think that this one would be a, a hard one, a hard release to nitpick just based on that song alone. And they used two minutes and forty five seconds really well because no, that blazed by that man. Did, that didn't that feel was, like almost three minutes of music. And that, that yeah, that was that was. I mean, a lot of bands that go for the hyper fast. Yeah, two minutes and forty five seconds is all you're getting on their fucking demo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is an opus, right? Like this is a this, fucking yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and it and looks and like this is that's a, not a crazy runtime like, no, in the context of the record. That's where it is, man. And yeah. and you know, you're thinking if, if they're playing that as a live set, you know, you're looking at like fucking twenty, I don't know, twenty minutes. Yeah, perfect. That's sick. That's right? very sick. That fucking speed, that fucking energy for twenty minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and coming out the gate with an eight-song release where most of the songs are clocking in around you know, two minutes to two and a half minutes, playing this style of, like, ripping hyper-fast hardcore, that's sick and admirable and clearly a sign that whoever is involved in this band uh, very much knows what they want to do and know how to do it. Yeah, this is fucking sick. Really I mean, good. honestly, I don't expect... Roach Lake is one of those labels where it's like, oh, yeah, this is probably fucking sick. Exactly. Right? Yeah, for sure. At the very least, this is going to be good. Uh, in many cases, it's great. Right. I think this was great. Uh, for sure, going to dig into the rest of this. Like I said, I think it was posted two or three separate times in the Facebook group by different people saying, yo, this is like a, a late entry into my one of my album of the year considerations, like this fucking rip. So, yeah, I'm going to spend some time with this this week for sure. Uh, what is next? Five. Okay, five is uh, going to be something entirely different. So this is Kissing Party with Graceless. Amos said that this is indie pop that maybe evokes the early pains of being pure at heart material, maybe some Bell and Sebastian. Uh, this is another one that on its face seems like something that I probably will really like regardless of where it lands and that you may like depending on where it lands. Uh, we were recommended the title track on this, so we're going to listen to Graceless off of the record of the same name by Kissing Party from Denver.
right, that was Graceless off the record of the same name by Kissing Party from Denver. Uh, Amos described that as somewhere between Pains of Being Pure at Heart and Bell and Sebastian. I think that was exactly a perfect description. I was on a Bell and Sebastian kick a couple weeks ago. I love the early Pains of Being Pure at Heart material. I thought that this uh, was really fucking good. And, Nate, I don't expect that you agree. It was okay. Yeah. Like... I thought there were some catchy hooks in there. Definitely. That, that here's the thing. I can't like 100% shit on it. Sure. Right? Because there's some catchy hooks in there that yeah. you're just lying if you say you don't like. Of course. But like, man, I don't know. Yeah. Overall, just, I just a little. just got done listening to fucking Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> overall, overall, a little bit too foppish and whimsical for you. I feel like I feel like like it would not surprise me if I hated every other fucking song on this. Sure. Right, right, right. right. Like yeah. this, is, this is the fucking... You know, banger. Right. This sure. is the one with the hook. That's that's possible entirely. Right. Entirely possible. It wouldn't surprise me because so. I, I I'm rolling with this even if it gets ha- you know a no- half again as soft. Whereas if I think it does that for you, you're probably hopping off pretty quick. Yeah, this had just enough fucking. It had just enough sort of like density and buzz to it. Yeah, you know, and good energy, good and tempo, good energy and tempo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, to like keep my interest. But sure. if you lost that. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you could you could slow this down by half, jangle it up, do the same general approach, uh, and I would I would still be I'd still be eating this up. I'm a soft little boy when it comes to this kind of like kind of noisy indie pop with a little hint of shoegaze in there. It's one of my favorite things about the early pains of being pure at heart stuff is that it's right between like UK indie pop, jangle pop, and uh, shoegaze, and I think that this yeah. is like right in that same sweet spot. So yeah, this is definitely like it's not winter music for me most of the time. Like this is something I put on in the spring and feel good driving around. But I'll probably dig into this one because evidently they're a uh, they're a long-standing Denver act, according to Amos. Um, it looks like the first thing that they have on the band camp. Yeah, 2010. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So they've been a band for a long ass time, and they have uh, they have a lot of shit out. So yeah, I'm gonna check this out. No doubt. I I think that this will probably be uh, right up my alley based on that song. Yeah, I'll tell you. If you like that sort of thing, pretty good. Yeah, fair enough. You know what fair, I mean? Fair enough. Assessment. I don't normally like this sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I I gotta be in such a rare ass mood. Yeah. That you wouldn't even know me. You wouldn't even like it. I'd make you uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah, right. I think that would make me uncomfortable. Like, what, the f- what the fuck's going on? Yeah, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you, yeah. you, like a, you having a manic episode? You're taking some meds or something? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that's probably right. Right. Although I don't know, maybe it'd be really pleasant. Maybe I'd be like, damn, look uh, at Nate. Look, he's. I think he's doing really well. No, uh, no, you like me for what I am, <laughs> not what I could be. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. What's uh, what is next? Right. We've gotten a, we've gotten a hell of a spread so far tonight. Yeah, I like I love a I love a mixed bill of an episode. Yeah, uh, we got seven left. Six. All right, six is at Doden's Masconary with Culture uh, Kriget. This is one of Matthias, uh, you know, regular Swedish it, scene reports. Doden's is like death. I don't think so. It is. I'm pretty sure. Let's. I'm gonna Dalton, I'm, like. I'm gonna pretty sure. Yeah, I I normally would. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. So this is uh, the translation is a machinery of death. Okay. So yes, you're correct. Um, so I don't believe that a particular song was recommended here, but let me check my notes real quick. Yeah, no, no particular song recommended. Like I said, I I fully like made a face when I read Matthias's email describing this because when he said <laughs> D beat with like. A pro presentation and melodic riffs that are bordering on indie rock. 
those two things. I, I like both of those things DB, in isolation. DB with a pro presentation. That's already like. That's already, you know. Okay. okay. Sure. Okay. Like you up to a point. Okay. Dysphere. After a certain point, I'm hopping off. Yeah. Right. So then you throw in <laughs> the description indie alt rock in there. And I hate the artwork full stop. Seeing this, like flipping past this in a record bin. I am not even pausing to see what the fuck this is. Other than the fact that I see, I guess, what appears to be Scandinavian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when, when yeah, I see yeah. that it's like Swedish. I'm right. Like, huh, okay. Exactly. If I see this name, like a machinery of death, and then an English title, I'm going, nope, gay. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So let's, uh, let's jump in where they want us to. Uh, they have Med Mandomen Lindel Rundhausen queued up to play. So we're going to listen to that one. So we just heard Men Mendomen Lindad Runt Halsen by Et Doden's Maskinary off of Culture Krieged, which is the culture war. Yeah, I mean, hard to imagine two guys that this is less for than us, I guess. This huh? is some grown-up shit, I'll tell you that. This is some grown-up shit, right? I, I mean, I am willing to accept, based on Matthias's, uh email, that other... Songs on this record maybe have some D-beat in them. This one certainly did not have any D-beat in it. This was decidedly a mid-tempo track from start to finish. I didn't think that did it any favors. I mean, the guys can write. They can play. This is indeed pro-edged in a way that I do not like. Nothing about this from presentation to execution appeals to me in any way whatsoever, and it's hard to imagine me having any sort of social overlap at this point in my life with the person that this does really appeal to. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, 
<sighs> yeah, I didn't like. I'm trying to figure out who the fuck is in this band. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I can't. Yeah, me neither. And I, I mean, I'm not trying that hard, so you know. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, so. But uh, like the write up says, so the write up Swedish says, hardcore punk pi- pioneers. pioneers. Okay, so who is that? Because yeah, this band was formed in tw- with their first releases in 2020. Maybe they're about 40 years late for for uh, Swedish hardcore pioneering. Maybe they're pioneering a new worse style of the form. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. but uh, this this is definitely um, this one. This one is for dads that look at the news and say, "No, yeah, no. How could this be? Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's who this is for, right? Yeah, this is for comfy dads." That, uh, you know, get outraged when they look at the fucking news, man. Yeah, for sure, man. This is, this is, it's very, it's very IPA. Like, if you want to be outraged at the news, yeah. Give, give me full on fucking fury and, and give, give me, give me, give me full on fucking fury in the song. Yeah, for sure. This, this you know what I mean? This but, but don't, me. don't, don't, don't do this. No, please don't. Please don't do this, man. I, I don't know why you would. If you, if you have the chops, to play music that is good because some, it some seems haunted like castle do. riff, right? Sure, yeah, that was a very haunted castle ass riff. Was riff, wasn't it? Um, yeah, this is no good, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know who this is for, but it ain't me. It's yeah. for you know, it's, guy, it's for it's guys for, in black. Denim. I told you, man, it's for dads. It's, yeah, it's for dads who have had it up to here. Yeah, if you're a dad and you've had it up to here, <laughs> yes, yeah, right. This is for you. Listen to this for sure, and and that is very much reflected in the artwork too. This is like tight black t-shirt, black jeans, black denim jacket, uh, a well-maintained beard, you mm-hmm. know, a fucking a nice tight fade that somehow looks so stupid, even you're, though that should be a haircut that's hard to fuck up. You're mad and you're holding on to some of like the, uh, some of the hallmarks of the culture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you never leave home without your fucking, you know, reusable grocery bags. Yeah, and also like your, your refrain is like, what happened to decency in politics? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> You know, what happened to respectability? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, no uh, thanks. No thanks, man. <laughs> Pass no, on that no one. thanks. All right, what's next? I wish I could turn into that fucking wolf from the <laughs> company of wolves. Yeah, me too, man. Yeah, that probably isn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, if you only had to do it, like, once. Hey, you get used to it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, you know what like I mean? Like most You things, get used yeah, to it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck it, my skin's falling off again. Humans are infinitely adaptable, right. man. People get used to right. anything. Yeah. I'm falling apart again. Don't worry, I'll be a wolf, and then I'll be all better. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Uh, three. All right, three is Pestis with uh, their demo 2023. This is the one I was kind of hoping we'd land on. It looks fucking cool. I really like the artwork it's the, on It's this. the coolest looking artwork. Yeah, for sure. So um, the song that we were uh, recommended is Molten Iron. So uh, we're going to hear Molten Iron by Pestis off of their demo 2023. <laughs>
was Molten Iron by the band Pestis off of their demo 2023, which came out in February this year. How'd you feel about it? That was fucking sick. That was good. Uh, did a little sleuthing. Yeah. This is members of Bootlicker oh. and Nutrition, because I saw they were from fucking up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sure. like, huh, that name looks familiar. Yeah, it's it's members of like that. Sick. That's 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 dope. I like that a lot. The 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 uh, the idea of dudes from Bootlicker being proficient enough to be in arguably like a top ten current hardcore punk band, yeah, and also do this style of death metal with this level of competency mm-hmm. speaks to those guys' talent. Yeah, because I thought this was really good, really really well executed mid tempo thudding low end heavy death metal stuff, right. crusty death metal. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Yeah, this is sick. Art looks sick. You know, the the fucking art, like the fucking helmet and shit. Yeah. I wish I wish we just dressed like that. Of course, dude. Who doesn't? This is all men want. <laughs> you know, I mean yeah. like, you know. I wish this was just like regular ass attire. Yeah. Come home to a fucking chalice yes. and a smoking hearth, a big fucking wolfhound. <laughs> it's all right? I want, dude. Hang my fucking Fuck. hang my soaking wet armor yeah. on the fucking clothes hook. Yeah. Right. Put on my evening fucking mail, mm. you know, Yep. and just like sit there and swirl my chalice <laughs> and think of the deeds. Think of the glory from the day. <laughs> of course, right? dude. Yeah. Right. It's all I want. Yeah. While the wind howls outside. Right. I, I, listen. And the scavengers pick. Yeah. Right. And and I just swirl my my fucking chalice of, of like, you know, like just some fucking like swill. Yes, right. <laughs> sure. And I just ponder the glory of the day past. <laughs> yeah, I was meant to die in war or in single combat. I was I w- meant to die in a, in a castle. I was. I wasn't meant to 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 be podcasting. <laughs> Men were not meant to be podcasting. We, 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 we were not. We were not. We were not meant to. Uh, you know, we we were not meant to uh, get overly concerned. Uh, with the news and write modern takes on hardcore. No, we, absolutely we, not. We were, you know. Yeah. I was, I was supposed to wield a fucking bladed instrument of death against my mortal foe. I have a feeling I'd be good at it. I think you would, man. I mean, you're, you're, you, we've said it on the show before, talked about it in private, but you're a man out of time simply in, in frame and build. And yeah. you're not only in disposition, but yeah. you're just built like a man who is not, you were just planted in the wrong time. I would, were, either, I would either do that or I would just like be a fucking like, you know, like druid. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Be gone. Yeah, there's so, the, but that's the thing is like those options were open to you. I know, you know, and no, nothing is open to. And you. here, here's the thing: no options for the future. No, and none. I, and I, and of course, yes, that comes with the hardships of the road, the hard, the right. hardships of being outcast. But to have the option of simply being like, you know what? Fuck you! I'm going in the woods, right? And just being able to be like, I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna try it. But that's what people did. That's exactly. what I'm saying. It wasn't a hardship. It was like, well, he's going off to fucking live in the wilderness now. Yeah, because uh, he can't. If he didn't, he'd fucking hit us all with his giant fucking sword. Yeah, for sure. Right? He's yeah. doing us a favor. Yeah. Godspeed and good luck to him. Right. Yeah. Right. He's out. He's out there fucking fighting shit. He's he's fucking eating fucking wolves for dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Wearing their fucking skins. Yes. Right. For sure. God damn. Absolutely. And there, there I feel like I feel like in those days you 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 had to fucking either wear clothes of metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or of the the skin of what you kill. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's true, yeah. Right? Sure. There's no fast fashion. No. Fuck, you want a new shirt? Yeah. There it goes. <laughs> 
<laughs> you better put an arrow in it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, with you. I'm with you all the way, man. I, uh, there's so many out. You could waylay travelers. You could get a job guarding an inn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, I long, I long to be the best fighter in my backwater town. I don't long to have takes. Yeah. I don't long to spew takes right. into the digital ether. Right. I long to be cut down in my prime in an unfortunate bout of passion yeah. fought over a bar wench. I long to die of sepsis from a wound that could be healed if only we had the magic of antibiotics. <laughs> exactly. I want a doctor to come by and fucking try to balance my humors. Right, right. right. I, I want to be administered. I want to be administered to by a holy man that doesn't have any fucking idea what a microbe is. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> right. And that's the best I can do. But you know what? God damn it, I do it. Right. Right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, yeah. I'm dishing it out worse than I take it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that much right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, what's, uh, what's next? Uh, five. Okay, five is amusement with dead on the inside. This is the stuff that Pete sent to us that uh, he said reminded him of like Who's Your Do and various other iterations of kind of proto-melodic hardcore of the 80s. Um, I do not believe that a particular song was recommended, but I will double-check. Yeah, no no particular song, and it's just a two-song EP. It yeah, looks yeah, like yeah. they have their first thing came out, like they have like a single that came out in November that was just one song. And then two more songs that came out also in November, and then two more songs that also hey, came out. Hey, that's how in you November. keep them hooked, man. I, I we guess. learned that, right? That's that's how you work the algorithm. I guess, but it, usually you need to put a little bit more space between the releases for that to be effective. So I don't know. Um, oh yeah, that's right. This was mentioned to me. So this is members of From Ashes Rise and Death Threat. Okay. And uh, and yeah, okay, so here in the write-up, it's like they name drop like Leatherface, Jawbox, Husker Du, et cetera. So I'm interested to hear what those guys have done because, I mean, members of those bands have played in groups like, I mean, guys Dude, from... we just talked about From Ashes Rise on a Patreon yeah, this and, year. And, and like guys from Tragedy and shit, like, I mean, all those, a few, at least one or two of those guys was in Criminal Damage, which is like one of the best... Oi bands of the last 20 years so right and i'm confident i'm confident in these guys ability to do things that aren't from ashes rise or death threat and well you know it, which death threat Two, one word death threat one word obviously death. yes obviously Two so word like death threat is all, all that prank affiliate prank and prank affiliated stuff is fucking good so yeah for sure okay so we're gonna listen to dead on the inside off the ep of the same name by the band amusement from portland
So that was Dead on the Inside by Amusement off of the EP of the same name. Um, no, how, how about you? How about you let me know how you felt about that before I speak on it? It's okay. Okay. You know, I, I, here's the thing. Um, I like some of the mid-era Sam I Am stuff. Yep. That is not quite, that's that's still like distinctly like awkwardly Sam I Am. For sure. Like I, I like about half the tracks on You Were Freaking Me Out. Yeah. And this kind of reminds me of the same sort of like, you know, semi-polished fucking approach. Definitely. You know? Yeah. So that's where I kind of sat with this. It's like, yeah, okay. Sure. You know what I mean? It didn't It didn't strike any like major nostalgic vibes. Like going back to Sam I Am, if this sounded like Billy, I'd be like, oh, this is fucking sick. Right, right. You know what I mean? If this sounded like fucking, you know, the, the first, you know. And, and, but like this just struck me as like... Uh, a 1996, 97 semi-polished sort of indie fucking thing like that. It's definitely in that pocket for sure. Predictably, I fucking loved this. I thought it was awesome. This absolutely referenced all of that stuff that I love in a way that felt perfectly... It felt indebted to all of that shit while at the same time feeling like uh, a modern kind of immediate take on the thing that even though it was so obviously referencing specific era, specific type of bands, maybe just because of the pedigree of the people involved, this didn't feel just like cosplay. Yeah, re- for sure. You know what I mean? Because these dudes were making music at the same time as those bands that was markedly different than yeah, that yeah, scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is more just like dudes who were like, hey, we were around in 1996. We liked these other records, but mm-hmm. we were in a very different scene. Now we're older, and we would like to explore this sound because we got the time to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? So I appreciate that about this. The other thing I appreciate about this is that this is the type of music that is like, I mean, it's just, we've talked about it time and time again on this show, especially when we've gotten less, um, I don't know, less excellently rendered uh, versions of this that, you know, this can just feel like retirement plan music for aging hardcore dads. And I don't think that this did. And that is the thing that, for me, sets this sets this apart, differentiates it from other bands of 45-year-old guys playing this kind of stuff, is that this actually felt like energetic, urgent, timely. Homeboy is uh, jumping on stage. You know, everybody still looks like they're fucking playing hard. The music was also energetic. Yeah. It wasn't lackadaisical. There's a dystopia sticker on the fucking, you know, yeah. on the fucking kick drums. For sure. So I thought this was awesome. I really, really liked this, actually. I think this is like probably my favorite iteration of, of this kind of stuff that I've heard in a long while. This is a perfect example. If I saw this band live, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet you'd be like, oh, this was fucking sick. For sure. So, But as it is, yeah, not bad. Yeah. I'll listen to it. It is weird that they have these three. Re- they're all released like within days of each other. Yeah, it's strange, huh? Just what the fuck? 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't understand. Also, <laughs> fittingly, this was mixed by Jay Robbins of yeah. Jawbox, so that makes yeah, sense that makes me. sense too. <laughs> yeah, uh, it yeah. sound it, it wasn't recorded by Jay Robbins, but it sounds like a Jay Robbins mixed project for sure. Um, so let's. We only got one message and then a handful of texts. Let's roll the dice one more time and then uh, right. then get to get to those. All right, three. Okay, three is Pyrrhic. So uh, the resubmission paid off here. Uh, this is the release at what cost? Um, the song that was recommended to us is everything. What, what's that? Everything. It's Pyrrhic. Well, that's that's the cost that it's at. It's right? everything. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> so, um, so we were recommended the song in hell. So we're going to listen to in hell by Pyrrhic off of at what cost? Pyrrhic off of at one at what cost? So I'm going to tell you when I hear the description D beat with flourishes of melody, this is the sound that pops into my head. Not at Doden's Maskinery. Yeah, this is sick. The leads were great. Yeah, it this was ripping. Was, this was fucking solid. Man. Production was awesome. Yeah, uh, this is out on 1753. We've had a couple 1753 is like the West Coast answer to Roach Leg in a in a way for sure. Like a very similar aesthetic presentation, seemingly yeah. sort of like label ethic and yeah. approach. Yeah. Um we had personal damage on the show. We I think we had we've had some other stuff. We've um, had yeah, we had I think we had Marred. Yeah, I think we had Marred on there for sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, solid. This is fucking sick. This is fucking solid. Yeah. Um this is uh this is a no brainer if you see this live. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. For this sure. was fucking sick. One of those things that I just I have so little to say about. Yo, I'm gonna point this out. Uh Tom, aka my wife is going to kill me. Um, Tom sends me a lot of stuff on Instagram just like that maybe falls outside the constraints of like the time constraints or, or whatever the purview of the show in some way. And I know he sends a lot of stuff to the guys from Axe to Grind too, and uh and like Bob has mentioned him on Axe to Grind. This dude I see him, and we've mentioned him before. I see him in the supported by column 
of so much shit that we have on the show yeah. that wasn't submitted by him. This dude is consuming more music on his own time oh, yeah. with seemingly no prompting or assistance from anyone else and purchasing so much of it and, and actively engaging with so much of it that I see this guy's name and fucking reviews in the band camp supported by Column like dozens and dozens of times over the Dude's course of the show. Dude's got fucking solid taste, man. Shout out to Tom for always sending me cool shit, for listening to the show, for sending stuff into the show, and for being way ahead of everybody else who's sending stuff into the show because you've already already purchased every good fucking thing. I was going to say, dude, show. I'm just looking at what he has on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, there's not a fucking stinker in there. <laughs> yeah. It's all of an ilk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. know? He, send, he sent a few things into the show that we haven't loved so much. He sent some other stuff in that we've really loved. But the dude just clearly loves music and is on a never-ending quest to find new shit that he likes. So yeah. shout out to that dude. Um, on that note, oh, actually, before we pivot to messages and, and stuff like that, I'm going to say I can't speak for the guy Gene stuff, although I am going to check it out on my own time. There's only one song available for it, and I'm just curious based on the description. I'm obviously going to check out the New World Man stuff just because it's been on my list of stuff to check out. And I'm going to uh, tell everybody that if you're not familiar with Designated Mosher's Unit, which you may not be because it's a, it's a pretty new label. Um, they just really started at the beginning of this year, like I said, with that Ballistic Axe release, which we may have had on the show. I at least mentioned on the show. It's really good. They put out the... Uh, the the new uh, no uniform which is fucking good um they put out all for all which my buddy skyler from who decides and taking meds plays in now who are fucking awesome and they're doing a run with combust down to fya in february i think this yield to known uh demo is fucking awesome the grand scheme live release they put out here on is awesome the symbiote ballistic axe release is awesome and then they released sikkim narcan and orchestra all today and they're all great this is one of my favorite new labels uh, it is, I mean, if you're, if you're riding for the current demo core wave, that's, that's going on, there's a lot of shit in here for you. Most of that, this stuff falls into that camp, but they also venture outside the boundaries of that a little bit. Like this new Sikkim release is like very, very sick mid tempo kind of French inspired oi shit. That is really, really good. I listened to it a couple hours ago. Um, so I encourage everybody to check out and support Designated, designated Mosher's Unit out of Atlanta because I think they're doing uh, really cool, exciting, sweet stuff. And they're a young label that uh, deserves your support. So let's listen to some messages and uh, wrap it up. All right. Um, my wife has stage four lung cancer. And I think it was about a week ago she went to the ER with a scare. And on my way to the ER after tending to our son, I uh, was listening to the episode where Nate was reading the Target ads verbatim. And um, it made me cackle like I was some sort of witch in the forest over a cauldron. Um, it was very funny. Uh, I also just started Red Dead Redemption 2. I think I'm probably like 20% of the way through, but it's, it's, uh, it's pretty great. So far... Uh, uh, those are all my thoughts. Thanks. Uh, if I can blow some air across your balls, thanks for uh, keeping my spirits up in this incredibly dark time. <laughs> uh, thanks, gentlemen. Uh, bye. All right. Yeah, that, that's that's the kind of uh, that's the kind of emotionally heavy shit that I'm. So ill-equipped to deal with. <laughs> I'm gonna say, hang in there, man. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, man. I, the fact I that I feel for you, really. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, like, I, 
I have never, so as somebody who has, has closely tended to somebody, uh, a, a family member as close to me as any family member I've ever had as they uh, actively died from cancer, um, that was like one of the roughest experiences of my entire life. I can't imagine what that would be like, you know, dealing with a partner who has stage four cancer. Um, that's a whole, that's a whole nother fucking bag of worms, especially because you got a kid. That's wild. Uh, it's also wild to me that this show manages to anchor you in some way, but it's very fucking sick. I'm, I'm glad to, I'm glad to hear that us just getting together and calling bands gay, uh, somehow <laughs> just, you know, you know, honestly, yeah, I mean, take it where you can get it. Absolutely. Hang in there, man. Yeah, for sure. That fucking sucks. But I'm also glad that you're uh, enjoying RDR too, because yeah. in my uh, in the lowest points of my life, uh, some of the some of the only places I found consistent solace was just the escapism of video games. Yes, yeah, just brain shut off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we got a follow up. Uh, we got a follow up text from him too concerning RDR two. To add to the RDR two call, I had some questions I didn't think of while leaving the message. Did Nate ever finish the game? What is slash was your chosen alignments? So far, I've just been making decisions as they come to me in the game. And turns out, I don't want to just relentlessly take out my violent fantasies on the folks of the old west, and instead mostly choose to be a generally good dude at least most of the time. Alignment questions for both of y'all, dude. I always play a good guy. Me too. Me We've too. We've talked about before. I cannot be a dick in, a, in in the video game. I just can't. I can't either. Right? I can't be a shit. Like, it's not like I actually give a shit about that fucking, like... It's not like I give a shit about that smug dude that sells, like, you know, medicines and shit in Valentine. Right. But it's just kind of like, eh, people like me here in town. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't... It's something innate that's, like, wired into me because I've always been this way. Ever since I started playing video games when I was a kid, like, as early as, you know, the Baldur's Gate and, like, C, classic CRPGs that have morality yeah. systems i'm always like the good guy i'm always the good guy because like I, there's there's something in me that just doesn't allow me to just be like yeah fuck you also also most mechanics most games like it seems like they have a, a reward system and a fucking penalty system if you are a dick like it's just shittier to play the game if you're a dick yeah for sure i mean it depends. like I, it, every time you fucking come into town people are lighting you up the fucking sheriffs after bugging your ass you know what i mean prices are higher but i see this this ties into our overall sort of perspective on like criminality as a lifestyle yeah, it's just a sh it's, it's just, just like, annoying to it's deal annoying. with because there are perks right. right like you it's it's easier for you to 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 uh progress through certain certain points and in, in plenty of games that i've played if you just take the evil route yeah. right but there's all sorts of baggage that comes along with yeah. it you may get the cool ass yeah. sword or whatever I mean, but it's just like fuck dude i don't want to deal with being wanted right in this state all the fucking yeah, right, time exactly. and like having people try to give me what for every time i walk into the fucking inn you know what though there are especially in rdr2 yeah um in games of that sort mm -hmm. there are a few that i will relentlessly fucking fuck with of course there are there are just a few select characters yeah that i will fuck with whenever i see them sure yo go to emerald ranch yeah go you up, talked about this a couple go weeks up ago the big yeah. fucking house at night yeah there's a dude standing on the porch you will say hello to him he will say get the fuck off my property he'll be shitty to you yeah antagonize him he'll chase after you sock him run away repeat 
at infinite. At infinite. Yeah. Never. I. I'm so simple. I never fucking get tired of whooping his fucking ass. Yeah. And I don't beat him till he's like, you know, you hear the ding and he goes down. Yeah. I just grab and choke him and beat him and release him. Right. And then like watch him stalk towards me and sprint away while he sprints after me. It's sure. the funniest fucking thing. And then I go hide behind the barn and then I walk back up and he's standing on the porch again. We go another round. <laughs> yeah. So try that on for size. See how that tickles your fancy. Uh, but yeah, I play every game as a good guy. And then I just watch the bad endings on YouTube because I can't bring myself to be evil in video games. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, for sure. We talk a big game on here about how we'd be fucking. Well, see, even if know. I even if I was fucking wearing my evening mail and, and you know, swirling my chalice. Yeah. And I'm thinking about the glory of the day. Sure. It's because I was out there fucking laying pain down on motherfuckers that I think deserve it. That's the thing. Thing is like <clears throat> always in my fantasies man like and i'm a good judgment I, i'm a good judge <laughs> of who deserves pain <laughs> right see this is this is the fallacy of like the the altruistic dictator and shit this is yeah. this is how we arrive at these places yeah. right with people with more ambition and less self-awareness than you or i just conquer a country because right. they're like listen no. i'm doing a i'm doing good right I'm getting shit done. Right. The world is fucking broken. Look, Listen, how can you not come to that you're, conclusion? You're fucking it up. Trust me. I know who you need to fucking hurt. <laughs> exactly. It's always that. Right? right. Like, yo, not these people. It's these fucking people. That's right. right? And in and in the medieval world, I'd be free to pass that judgment yeah. out yeah. as I see fucking fit. Yeah. And the only way you can stop me is if you come kill me. Yeah. Good luck. Dude, I saw a video of some guys that had got caught stealing alcohol. Yeah. And like... Their crime, uh -huh. you know, because I guess there wasn't like police. It sure. was just like you know, community justice. Right, was the fucking they they were force fed all the fucking alcohol. <laughs> they had to drink it, okay. you know, just like your old man caught you with a sure. pack of smokes. Makes you smoke all of them. Makes yeah. you smoke all of them. Sure. Uh, so they had to fucking drink it while everybody stood around and yelled at them and hit them with sticks. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like all right. Yeah, I'm into that. They got caught with their cookie, their hand in the cookie jar. Absolutely. Let them have it. Sure, agree. I will ponder this tonight in front of my hearth. Yeah. Uh, okay, next message. From an Indianapolis area code, but I don't recognize the number offhand. Didn't fall for the bait, okay? Got no good rants right now, but I just want to say that it's emblematic of today's sad state of affairs that AI is used to present a new Beatles song that isn't even good to begin with instead of what it could be used for. Removing the piccolo snare sound from <laughs> 90s albums. But Bloodlets and Theogen came up on Shuffle today, and that flaccid snare tone is a real buzzkill. Maybe listening to Rush and Tower of Power caused it to ultimately transition to hardcore metal in the 90s from its logical place in funk and gospel. I don't know. Probably one of the all-time worst, like, tonal trends of the 90s, and it's probably going to rear its ugly head again soon. Brother, I you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. We've said many times on this show, I like everything about 90s metallic hardcore production. Mm -hmm. The muddiness, the scooped mids, the bad guitar tones, the fucking shitty sound and snare, the vocals sitting in the wrong place in the mix. Dry is all shit. All of it's perfect. It's all perfect. It all, it's all works together to make... I mean, I I was listening to fucking Show Cold five days ago, yeah. and and it embodies all of those things, right. and it's perfect for it, right? You know, yeah. So I'm sorry you feel that way, but I sure don't. Yep. Um, Nate, have you ever had any close calls with venomous reptiles or predators? Any tips for a shortcut to co uh, convert my lawn to native plants without spending a year killing it with cardboard? Nathan's Conservation Corner would be an excellent Patreon segment. <laughs> Gray, what's it like to be gay? I know a thing or two about it. I'm texting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'll tell you, you go ahead and answer your question first. Uh, no, nah, man. I, I mean, I, I've handled plenty of venomous reptiles. I still do. I'm not an idiot. Yeah. Right? You see, listen. There's like everybody's got a everybody. I mean, I'm speaking on a fucking podcast, but like everybody's got to fucking like have a have a persona, right? And one of the most irritating personas that I've seen come up in recent years is like the social media naturalist. Oh yeah, sure, right? Yeah, like there's some you know, and, and there's a certain there's a certain bend in the reptile and amphibian enthusiasts where like you know they refer to them as danger noodles, like snakes as danger. Fuck. You. Yeah, fuck off. And they and they go out like you know, ooh, like there's some guy that runs around in the Everglades in bare feet, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm sure homie does fucking know his thing or two about fucking sure. whatever. I, I don't give a fuck. He's an asshole. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh look, the engineer running after like a fucking you know whatever. Right, right. Um, fuck that. Uh, don't be a fucking idiot. Right. If you don't know what you're doing, don't be a fucking idiot. Would you describe that as the Doctor Whoification of conservation? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, it is. It's really fucking irritating, right? Yeah. Um. And, uh, I mean, I've been an idiot before. I've let shit bite me to see what it feels like. Sure. I did, I, I let a venomous reptile bite me once, um, but I, I was not entirely, I guess I wasn't entirely aware that it was venomous when I let it bite me. Okay. It was a monitor lizard. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, um, sure, sure. I had what I thought was an anaphylactic reaction. You know, like clamped down on me, took like, like forever for it to fucking let go. Yeah. It bit with a surprising amount of force, and... Uh, I was home alone, and breathing started getting difficult, and I thought I was having some sort of allergic reaction. They carry something in their saliva. Well, this right? one, yeah, this one, uh, yeah. And so um, I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. And um, I just kept uh, the phone near me because I didn't have fucking, <laughs> I didn't have health insurance. Sure, yeah. So yeah. I just kept the phone near me and decided, well, we'll see if I need to call <laughs> 911. Sure, that's the, that's the classic move. Uh, and I didn't. I watched a movie and felt. Like I had a headache and stuff, and that was that. It's so sick that we live in a country where it's just like if you don't have health insurance, like many of us do not, uh, you just <laughs> have a health Wait scare, and, happens. and you're just like, I'm gonna keep my eye on this. See what happens. I've had so much shit that I'm it's like, like the ending of the thing. Keep my eye on this one. We just uh, wait here. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. dude. Abscesses, all sorts of things, shit popping up in my mouth. Just oh well, if this doesn't stop hurting in two days. Uh, or if it gets significantly worse, I might call someone. Yeah, and if you want to convert your lawn to native plants, yeah, you got to kill it. You got to get rid get rid of it. Um, those fucking you know sod grasses don't have deep roots. Just rip it up. Rip, yeah, rip rip it up. Yeah, um, you know, and deal with it. Put fucking jams and native plants in there for appropriate for your region. Watch Kill Your Lawn, right? Check out fucking Tony Santoro. I don't talk about a lot of other folks. Check out Tony Santoro. Check out fucking Crime Pays. Botany doesn't kill your lawn. Dude, Crime Pays on fucking doesn't. point. So good. And uh, dude's on fucking point and uh, d- presents it in a way that is is uh, in- entertaining and relatable as just an average fucking person. Yeah. Um, it's not at all. It's not at all pretentious. It's not all front loaded with snobbiness. For sure. Which you can get from the fucking egghead crowd. And, um, yeah, check it out, man. For sure. Um, as for your question to me, uh, I don't know. It's good. I've been riding it out for 33 years now, going on 34. It's working out really well for me. As you said, you're, uh, you're texting a podcast, so you do know a, a thing or two about it. I hope it's working out as well for you as it is for me. Um, last message of the night. <clears throat> as someone who is an active member and contributor to the scene, can you explain what scene tour- tourism is and why it bothers you to add on this how does this harm local scenes? So I, th- I think the first thing to say is, and I preface a lot of conversations that we have on this show like this, usually ones that we're prompted to have, things that 
Nate and I have thoughts on, but it's important to say neither of us care so much about it as to make a big deal about it. At this point, I take anything that comes and goes in this scene, in this form of music, fully in stride. And I've been in it, I got in it earlier than a lot of people, so I've been going to shows and participating in some way for a full 20 years now. I've seen a lot of people come, stick around for a, a few years and leave. I've seen a lot of trends do the same thing. I've seen attitudes, ideas, all of these things go in and out of flux multiple times in the course of the last two decades. So even though, yeah, it bothers me, quote unquote, I don't feel threatened by it. I don't feel like this sort of shit is an existential threat. I think at worst, usually it's something that anytime, and this applies to any sort of trend that I don't like that's going on in subculture, usually it's just like a, it's a weighted out situation, right? And I think right now, you know, we're seeing, as we've talked about on the show, an influx of what many people have come to call live music enjoyers that are finding their way into subculture because there's a lot of visibility. There are major labels and major corporations that are trying to swoop in and capitalize on the fact that at this precise moment, hardcore music and music that is closely adjacent to hardcore music seem to be the only sort of commercially viable forms of guitar music that are out there um, and the only remotely exciting ones. So like in, other, like in times past, major labels are sniffing around seeing what's up. Major corporations are putting their money behind hardcore fests and they're going to wander off. As far as the type of people that it attracts. They're going to wander off. Yeah. And, but they're also going to, they're going to want, they're going to take what they can. Sure. They're going to gut it, repackage it, wander off and sell it back to you. Of course. And that's why all the other forms of guitar music are fucking dead. Exactly. Exactly. So as far as the type of people that it's bringing in, scene tourists, you can call them whatever that, whatever you, you feel comfortable with, whatever term you want to use. I think the reason that it bothers me on its face is not really so much the people because usually they're just people that are like wandering into a space that they're not super familiar with and trying to have a good time, which I fundamentally have no issue with. And frankly, as long as they stay out of the way and come play their part, pay their 10 bucks, have a good time and leave. I really don't give a shit. It's only at the point where those people start getting invested in an idea, a scene, a form of music that they don't really have any understanding of and trying to change it or mm. mold it or yep. shape it that I begin to actively push back. Yep. Right. And the way that this sort of thing is bad is that it dilutes the fundamental essence of what we have here because Regardless of how you want to characterize this and regardless of the fact that there are various disparate ideals, ethics, sounds contained under the hardcore and punk umbrellas, this is a distinct thing that remains different from mainstream music. It remains different from either even other types of subculture music because of like the nature of the people that are involved in it, not just because of how the music sounds, but even because of not just like the, the disparate, but nonetheless deeply rooted ideas and ethics that are in this. And there are certain things about this form that I think are inalienable that you can't change or it becomes something else. Like I think anti-corporate sentiments are an essential part of this. Right. And we've talked about it on the show before. I think once you cross a threshold, good for you. If you seek to make art and you can get paid off of your art and that's your end goal and you happen to land there, good for you. But I think as soon as that happens, it becomes a thing that is different from hardcore music. And I think when you get people coming in who don't understand that, you get this discourse around like, well, I thought that this was just a place where I could come express myself and make my art and like, 
it isn't that. And it's hard to explain that to people. It's hard to, it's hard to contextualize this thing because a lot of pieces of what make hardcore hardcore are very difficult to articulate in a concise way. So when you get people that just don't know what's going on wandering into rooms on a basic level, it just raises the possibility of local scenes becoming diluted and shifting away from the sort of thing that, that attracts us to these spaces in the first place. But I will say, usually that doesn't happen. Mm. I mean, here's the thing, get their fucking money. Sure. If some of them stick around and get it cool. Yeah. Don't fucking like, like, don't like yeah like like don't acquiesce to complaints exactly don't acquiesce to complaints exactly you know what i mean like hey you don't get it get the fuck out exactly if you're crying because you thought it was just hey come in fucking put your art out there throw it against the wall see if it sticks if it doesn't it doesn't if you don't like it get the fuck out who gives a shit absolutely and yeah like anti-corporatism is like essential to it there's there's a there's there's a violence to it right there's an ignorance to it there's an inherent uh, uh, amateurism to it, yeah. Tribalism, tribalism, and and there there are there are inherent sort of like call it what you will for better or worse reactionary, absolutely reactionary, close minded aspects of it for sure. Um, and uh, that's all part of it, man. Yep, that's yeah. that's all part of it. Um, and uh, yeah, don't. Don't don't let the fuckers take what you love and sell it back to you. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah, I think that's the most succinct way to put it. Is like, no matter what time period you're dealing with, you're gonna have various points. You're gonna have various points in times where you're gonna get an influx of outsiders. As long as you don't bend to their will, it's all good. The people who get it will stick around, and the ones who don't will go elsewhere in very very short order. So, like I said, I don't I don't ever feel like these people are an existential threat you to know, the forum. You know, you know, in all in all venues, I am immediately suspicious of. I, I am immediately suspicious of anybody who seeks to, um, I guess, climb a power structure. Sure. Or to like like move up through the ranks in something. Absolutely. Like that's a big fucking red flag for me in yeah. a work environment. That's a big fucking red flag for me in, a, in in any social environment. Absolutely, man. Um, and you know that fucking. That of course is going to happen in shit like this. Sure. And usually you can fucking smell it from a ways off. No doubt, man. And I think that's that is also a thing that needs to be imparted upon people who are coming into this space. It's just like, hey, man, there's no sort of uh, there there's no differentiation made. That's again one of the most fundamental things about this is like there cannot be any differentiation between the people performing and yeah. the people watching the performance in terms of status. There, there, there's, no, there, there's, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no uh, hierarchy of status here. Just because dudes is pl- dudes are playing in a fucking hit hype new band. Yeah. You can still tell them they suck if they suck. Absolutely. Um, you can still heckle them. For sure. It doesn't fucking matter, man. Yeah. Yeah. You might have to, you might need to be willing to like, for somebody to hate you because you did it, but God bless. It, it, it goes both ways. It goes both ways, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Thanks to everybody, as always, who uh, calls or texts with thoughts. Thanks to everybody who listens. Thanks particularly to everybody who sends in music. And uh, I'm going to give my voice a break <clears throat> and go run rampant in the fucking uh, countryside in 1899 for go, a couple hours. Go to Emerald Ranch and see my friend. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go pay him a fucking visit for sure. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you next time.